Greetings and ni hao. I'm Gerd Leonhard, futurist in Zurich, Switzerland. It's my great pleasure to provide two short contributions to the Fourth World Science and Technology Development Forum in China. Uh, let's start with the main challenges facing global development. Of course, we know there are many, but last year I made a film called The Good Future uh, to talk about how we can deal with those challenges. Uh, this was in the middle of the COVID time. You can watch it at thegoodfuturefilm.com. And then when the film came out, I realized that there are really four waves of change that are coming across uh, our global community and facing the world. So first, of course, pandemic and COVID-19, but then the recession that we're in the middle of now, the economic impact of the, uh, of the pandemic. And of course, climate change is the wave that's been there all along, but really becoming very big now after COP27 and, and really impacting our future. And then right after that, the whole discussion about technology, right? Singularity, artificial, general intelligence, how machines are changing the way that we live, including genetic engineering, general intelligence, automation of jobs, and so on. And I think these are challenges, of course, but there also are opportunities, as we saw, of course, in the COVID crisis. We invented a new kind of vaccine that has other applications. We changed the way that we do healthcare. I think, in fact, you could say that because of what we have learned in the COVID crisis, business as usual, the way that we used to do business, is dead or dying. That goes for energy, goes for tourism, it goes for pretty much everything else that we do on a global level, transportation, flying, and so on. And we're moving really into a world where this is based on collaboration. Right? The biggest challenge we have is not really scientific or technological because we're making great strides here. We have big challenges, of course, with quantum computing or nuclear fusion, but we are leaping with 3D printing, with virtual reality. Our biggest challenge is to work together and actually employ it for the good. Right? So that entails a global pivoting, you know, a global change of how we look at the world. First, of course, the impact of the pandemic again, and then What's much bigger is dramatic action that's needed on climate change, and, and we're seeing how hard that is to actually agree on the North and the South collaboration and who's going to cover what and who's going to change. Big discussion. I think this is basically the number one topic in the next couple of years. Then we need a new economic logic, you know, a logic that goes beyond just GDP growth, you know, the 1P logic, growth and profit. Now it's about the 4Ps, people, planet, purpose and prosperity, and this is becoming the ultimate uh, uh, business plan for humanity in the future. And that is also going to provide us with the logic of, of course, equality, inclusion, and diversity, kind of going beyond this old-fashioned paradigm of one P. So the four Ps, that will be the major challenge to reach that together, because without this view of why we are doing things, it will be very hard to actually pull off this transformation into a new world order, so to speak, uh, that's much more about uh, collective thinking and working together to address global issues like climate change, like water, like AI, and so on, which we urgently need in the future. Starting right here, we have three tickets to what I call the good future, a positive future. Digitization, uh, decarbonization, going green, going sustainable, going circular, changing our fossil fuel economy to the renewable economy, the renewable energy economy, and reformation. This is, of course, the hardest one. How are we going to reform what we want from the future? What is our economic operating system? Going away from GDP only at 1P, profit and growth, to the 4Ps, people, planet, 
purpose and prosperity. That will no doubt be the hardest, but in terms of technology, we have 11 game changes that are important to know about. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of them, but the top three ones are in this bubble, right? basically big data, cloud computing, the Internet of Things, and quantum computing. That will turbocharge our efforts to compute faster and to use AI, which is in the second row here. This is really the most important innovation that we're looking at right now for the next decade. I think to a large degree, artificial intelligence is a bit of a misnomer. I would prefer to call it intelligent assistance or smart computing and of course deep learning and machine learning because these machines are not intelligent like humans. Right? They are binary, not multinary, but very, very powerful stuff coming our way. And of course, what's greatly impacted by this is the possibility of human genome editing and material sciences, bioengineering and nanotechnology. When you put this all together in a basket, it's basically warp drive into the future. As I sometimes say, half-jokingly, science fiction is becoming science fact. And the world around us is going digital, not just the cities, but also the fields for farming, uh, rivers, energy, uh, grids, and so on. We're moving into a world where everything is connected, and that's primarily a good thing. But it also brings new issues of security, safety, and of course privacy that we have to keep a good eye on. We're making very fast leaps in the future of 3D printing, for example, printing houses. This is an example from the US, but this is very popular in China, I hear. 3D printing meat from the lab, cultured meat grown in the lab. Yeah, it sounds crazy, but this is now actually becoming part of uh, various food chains already around the world. And lastly, of course, nanotechnology, like the spider silk technology that can be made in the factory, not from spiders anymore. So all of a sudden we have a huge leap in bioengineering. That's gonna change everything, uh, basically engineering, manufacturing, uh, all the processes of consumption and so on. And we're moving into a future that may be completely energy abundant with nuclear fusion, the opposite of fission, of course. So moving into that, basically I think the next 10, 15 years will bring more breakthroughs there. We're not here yet, but on the other side of the same coin, we have more quantum computing power. And if you put it all together, basically nuclear fusion, unlimited power, and quantum computing would be unlimited computing power. We can solve a lot of problems with this, and of course we can create other problems. But if you're looking at what's happening in healthcare, digital healthcare, we're moving into a future where that's normal, where we don't necessarily take pills, but we are aware of our health situation beforehand. We can act smarter, we can change our lifestyle, and this is clearly a major business opportunity across the world. Now, the other thing that's happening, of course, is that big blue technology, it's also bringing forth what I call uh, big green, which essentially is the switch to anything renewable around us, battery storage, smart grids, climate fintech, uh, uh, on-demand responses, battery recycling, wave and tidal power, solar power. The, the change here is humongous. I mean, this is all happening in the next 10 years. That's why I keep saying uh, green is the new digital. And I think it's gonna be the primary opportunity for the next unicorns, the next 100 unicorns, at least, will be in climate technology. And if you look at this together, big tech and big green, you have sort of the miracle uh, technology at our disposal for the next decade to change materially pretty much everything we want to. But it has to come down to, of course, agreeing on the policy and which way are we going. Technology alone will not be enough. Technology is a tool. We need the right policies. We need the right implementations. We need the right security and control. Because the thing about technology, of course, is that it can be both amazing 
and fantastic, but it can also bring new risk. And it certainly doesn't know about ethics. Right? Technology is just zero and ones, it's binary. It doesn't understand what we want, what values we have. We have to take care of that. So it's very important to think about what technology can do and what we would want it to do. Right? I always say we have all the tools, the science and tech, and we'll have a lot more in the next decade, but we must urgently agree to work on our telos. Tell us a Greek word for wisdom, for understanding, for purpose, for a goal, right? Because that's going to make technology more human and more sustainably human for us as well as we're moving into the future of the four Ps. People, planet, purpose, and prosperity. That's kind of the uh, destination where we're going in a new economic logic. And clearly that's going to help us evaluate things like artificial intelligence, which in the, in the beginning, of course, is mostly about uh, intelligent assistance and automation and automated intelligence, but autonomous machine intelligence, yeah, that is a big question mark of purpose and safety and security. Typical example of how we have to have policy that makes technology shine and get the best from it without getting all the drawbacks and the uh, externalities. Finally, I want to say that's really important to realize people are thinking negatively about the future now because of COVID and the pandemic and the inflation and geopolitics and so on. But I really believe the doors on humanity aren't closing. Right? They're only just opening to new potentials, all the things that we can do if we go about it wisely. The future is better than you think. Let's think about that as we go forward, and I hope to see you in the future.